As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cabas and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. This is the happy hour 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary with you. Rico, what's up? Hello. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. You still haven't done the tweet. Oh, crap. Do I need to do it? I need you to do it. Not right now because it'll be too obvious. Okay. See, like and the person might be listening. No, just do it later today. Okay, I will. Um, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarah Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys all hour long. Got a lot of stuff to get to. We have our weekly call coming up in a second with mm-hmm. Bob because Bob's waiting on the line already. So sit tight, Bob. We'll get to you here in a moment. A um, lot of stuff to get to. I want to I want to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about how April Fool's Day is the worst. The worst. Um, and, and is super dumb. I also want to talk about um, a little bit of college basketball transfer portal stuff, LSU has lost, since firing their head coach, they have lost 11 players to the transfer portal and two players to the NBA draft. And all four of their players that were committed between the 2022 and 2023 class, gone. They have zero scholarship players from this past season. Like, they're still on the roster. LSU is is a dumpster fire now. So I want to kind of talk about that a little bit, the transfer portal. LSU and Murray State. And Murray State, yes. And losing all your players. Yes. And then in the second segment, um, I want a little bit of Nebraska football talk. How are we feeling about the returning production offensively? Running back and wide receiver, I have the stats pulled apart. Um, and then also, how encouraged are you if Heinrich Harburg gets the backup job? over Logan Smothers. What does that tell you about the quarterback room knowing what we've known from Logan Smothers and and from what we've seen from Logan Smothers are you incur- more encouraged if Heinrich Harburg's able to beat him out for the number 2. So we'll talk about all that. Hmm. I'm sure baseball talk will will creep into it. First of all, Rico, I'm sorry. You're mourning today. I am in mourning. In case anybody was wondering why I'm wearing a New York Knicks jersey today, they were eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. And, and mm-hmm. you may ask, if they were eliminated from the playoffs, why are you wearing a jersey? Well, it is a black jersey. It is a Derrick Rose jersey as well. Uh, he hasn't played pretty much all season, and I, I'm in mourning, so I decided to wear it um, yeah. in, in, in accordance with them being eliminated from the playoffs and just having a terrible season overall. And uh, Bring on Zion. Worse, worse goes, gets worse. Julius Randle not playing. Uh, yeah, but it could be good because Obi Toppin, when he's played, when he started, playing really well. Like really, he's 
He's had like four or five starts. He's mm-hmm. shooting like 65%. He's averaging around 14 points, about eight rebounds. Not bad. Should should the Knicks trade Julius Randle, question mark? Yes. The answer is the answer is yes. Should the Knicks fire Tom Thibodeau and get a new head coach? Really, we're there. The answer is yes. You don't like Tibbs anymore. It's not that I don't like Tibbs. It's that you're not getting a superstar to play for Tibbs. That's that's true. I, I understand that. Man, what a dumpster fire in New York. Well, love to see it. It was it was bound you, to happen. You have to you have to build around RJ now. It was about well, you should have been building around RJ. Yeah. I was fine with the yeah. I was fine with the Julius Randle re-signing because he signed for less money than than he than he could have. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. He signed Evan Fournier. Started the season terrible. He got better. Um, but Julius Randle just. My goodness, QW guy says this on the text line. Fred Hoiberg might be available in a year or two for you guys. Honestly, would you take Fred Hoiberg yes. as the head coach of the Knicks? Yes. I, I, ooh. Yes. I see. Wide you, open. And, and we've said spacing. This. I was to say here's here, we've said this. I mean, I, I kind of take his NBA stuff out of consideration when we're talking about him as a head coach because he wasn't. It's not like he was atrocious in Chicago. He was kind of just. Like, he was out before they even gave him a chance. Fred Hoiberg would thrive with the Knicks roster. There you go. All right. They have great point guards. They have a, they have actual bigs. They yeah. have a knockdown shooter in Evan Fournier now. Not beginning of the season, but now. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.J. Barrett is coming into his own as a 3 and D guy. All right. It could work. Jimmy Butler light. It could work. Let's hope that Nebraska doesn't have to get rid of Fred Hoiberg, though. Hopefully not. Um, 402-464-5685. Shout out to OG Les Lancaster. He says, this is my afternoon text. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank Let's you. Let's go to the hotline. Bob, what's up, Bob? Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, guys. Hey, I was just going to jump in on that Hoiberg thing. Uh, not too fast. You know, we've still got another year or so. Yep. You know, he's got a chance to get this turned around. So, you know, never, you know, never say never, you know. And just like football, hey, you know, going to chill out this weekend because stay home chill out because next weekend's a very busy weekend mm-hmm. got spring game and then turn around and go right to the baseball game so uh yeah so it's good. gonna be a busy busy weekend next weekend you're gonna be a busy good stuff, person bob. bob bob appreciate you calling every single friday man we look forward to it have a good weekend all right you too Thanks to Bob. Love you, Bob. Um, okay wet blanket says this on the text line i will take tibs at nu discipline and defense bring it on should Nebraska and New York just swap coaches? Tibbs will never coach in college. Think about Tibbs as a recruiter. Ta- I've, awful, already terrible, I've already terrible. Terrible. I don't, I don't need to think about it anymore. Awful, horrible. Um, Can you imagine Tibbs playing, playing? If, if Tibbs had Bryce McGowan's playing Bryce McGowan's the entire forty minutes. Oh my! He's not going out. What was that? The case? I mean, how much did Bryce really go out this year? Touche. But he would actually force Bryce to play defense. Not saying is that Bryce, such a bad thing? Uh, no, it's not a, a it's not a bad thing. I, but I'm I, just I, saying if you're exerting offense on both offense mm-hmm. and defense, and you're not getting any rest, energy. Yeah, yeah, exerting energy. My bad. That's on right. both offense and defense, and you're not coming out of the game. So, a la Jimmy Butler. I've, I've said this though. I want. I would be okay with Nebraska. I don't necessarily want this, but I would be okay with Nebraska winning games 47 to 43 if it meant that they were winning games. Mm-hmm. Like, Virginia basketball. I, I do not need Nebraska scoring over 50 points if it means they're winning basketball games. Would it be cool? Of course. But to, wins, to score? Yeah, but oh, wins yeah. are also cool. Oh, gee, I mean, think about how excited we were when Fred Hoiberg got here. We're like, man, we're about to drop 85 points a game. In the 90s. And and then Nebraska would drop 100, and they'd be like, oh, this is what we're going to be used to. I mean, this is going to be the normal. And then they're scoring 60 and losing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Yikes. Um, so just we were talking during fine. before we went on the air. Me, me, Rico, and Nathan were talking. How would so we think a G League team in Nebraska would do well for the what, first okay, year? Okay. What? So you know we're we're doing that. What team would do you think would have the better success? With a G League team in Nebraska, well, Omaha or Lincoln, what's the best fit? Like yeah. best, best, yeah, or association? Um, I I'm thinking Minnesota or Oklahoma City. See, I don't think Minnesota. I think Minnesota is a little too far. Well, it feels like it's a little far. Or Denver. I think Denver would be big. There's a lot of Nuggets fans. There are. It feels like there's been a lot of Nuggets fans. There's a lot of Bulls fans, but I just don't. I don't yeah, know. I I don't know. Like they got the thing going with the Windy City Bulls. Like I don't even know who Denver's G League affiliate is. Well, OKC has like the the blue. I don't know where they're at. They might also the Oklahoma City blue or something like that. So the uh, here I can I can pull G League affiliates. Up. Yeah, G League affiliates. Okay, so the Denver Nuggets are the Grand Rapids Gold. Mm. So oh, Grand Rapids. That's in Michi- I have, I have Michigan. No I was thinking so. Um. So so Grand Rapids. Sure, there's multiple. Yeah, Grand Michigan. Rapids. So okay. that's a little that's a little bit of a the decent a little bit of ways. Um, the whether the team Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves, the Iowa Wolves. Mm. So that one's close. Yep. So you have the Iowa Wolves. You have the Grand or the 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 uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force, which is the Miami Heat's G League affiliate. And then where's Oklahoma City's? They're the, I know they're the blue. Oklahoma City blue. The Oklahoma City blue. Okay. So. I, I don't so know, you're like, surrounded. You would have by to. Them. You would have to go to Omaha, though. Like that's the that's the more. I mean, PBA is the, an NBA type arena. It is. It is. It's a. But you have the CHI. Um, what what gets used more, PBA or CHI? CHI. What one hundred percent CHI? Okay. Any t- I, I don't any, know if like it's the as big, close as, I think it's a little closer. No, than we think. the big acts. The the, well, big, the. I'm saying concerts, but think about it. You have like Nebraska. Like state tournaments, mm-hmm. you have at PBA. You have the smaller concerts, like a, like a I don't know country like. Thomas I mean, Red. Omaha had the USA Swim Trials. They have they had the curling USA team Team USA curling mm-hmm. trials. Uh, they have those big acts, comedy acts, music, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like the the big big acts always seem to go to Omaha. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Uh, wet blanket on the text line. Nope, I lived in Tulsa. We had a G League team. More people showed up to high school games. Only hardcore NBA fans know G League players, and they stay home and watch NBA on TV. TV. Nobody cares. That that was kind of my thing was if if the Omaha whatever don't have a top prospect, how many people are you really getting in year five of, mm-hmm. of having the, the I think it could work. There. I, I think it would work. I think it'd be okay. If they're successful. I feel like I feel like what you kind of said before we went on air, Rico, was that you were like after a year it kind of loses its pizzazz. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm in that boat as well. Like this, like the uh, Nighthawks and and such. Like yeah. you go the first year and everybody's there and it's so much mm-hmm. fun, and then the next year you're like, you know what? It wasn't that great. I, I'm not sure. Like G League basketball is not the same as minor league baseball. G League basketball is amazing. If you've actually if yeah, you've actually watched the G League, if you've actually watched a G League game, like some guys there, like some guys are lifers in the G League, yeah. And there are some amazing performance. There are so many like forty point games in the G League, and it's not like they're playing terrible defense. Like it's mm-hmm. it's 
it's harder defense than they play in the NBA because these guys are trying to make it to the NBA. Yeah. And it, it may not be a bunch of household names, but there's definitely guys there who you have heard their names before. Like there's gonna there's gonna be some guys from the Big Ten that you've heard their names before, and just some some college yeah. guys from around who weren't superstars on their team, but they played some some contributing roles. And you're gonna know who they are. Maybe you don't know exactly what they look like because you weren't paying that much attention at the time, but you're gonna be like, oh, I know that name from from way back when. Well, so like I think the the top guys that you're gonna be able to see or a cal- like similar caliber that you'll be able to see in the G League would be Delano Banton. Like, if Delano Banton was in Omaha, that would be a name that mm-hmm. people it would attract people. Obviously, because the, the Nebraska connection, but just the, the whole idea that he's, he's a guy that's been in the NBA, he's now bouncing back to G League. Um, another one that I'm thinking of, like Shabazz Napier. Like, you see him in the NCAA tournament with UConn. Um, not necessarily big enough or, or skilled enough to be in the NBA, but he's definitely skilled enough to be in the G League. Um, I guess you know, depending on where college basketball recruiting goes, mm-hmm. if if more and more guys decide to skip college and go straight to the G League mm-hmm. out of high school, if you're one of those that pay attention to to basketball recruiting, then maybe there's a little bit more of an appeal there for you there because you're gonna you're gonna be able to see like you'd be able to go and see CJ Wilcher's brother if he decided to go to the like Simeon Wilcher if he decided to go to the G League or you're gonna be able to see. Um, the Chet Holgram esque type players, if they decide <laughs> to go to to the G yeah. League instead of Gonzaga, like here's here's some players in the G League that you you know that uh, Carson Edwards, yep, from Purdue. Uh, Is he still with Boston's affiliate? I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Nick Stauskas, Miles Powell, yep, Mac McClung. Like you know, like you know these names, but Luca Garza, he's playing in the G League. So I think you know part of the appeal though with with Matt my, Ryan, but not that Matt Ryan. <laughs> part of the appeal with like minor league baseball, and I know we're jumping back and forth a little bit here, but the part of the appeal I think with minor league baseball is that when guys do rehab, they go they, there. They go there. Mm-hmm. Like think about it. it when when Alex Gordon would be shipped down to to AAA and to the Omaha Royals or Storm Chasers wherever they were at the time, um, at that specific time. It drew fans, and mm-hmm. and same with like Alcides Escobar, and and when Aldoberto Mondesi is down there in yeah. Omaha, and when Rizzo or Chris Bryant were in AAA Iowa after they had been and had success, um, had success in the majors or at the highest level, then they come back because they're either rehabbing injury, like Clayton Kershaw as well, like when you're with with the Oklahoma City Dodgers their triple a affiliate like though when those type of names and those type of guys go down to the minor league affiliates then i feel like there's more um attraction for mm-hmm. fans and more gives them a reason to hey let's go out here on a friday night because tickets are the same price yeah. but guess what we get to see clayton kershaw yeah and that's different that, that's the difference between the mlb and the nba is like when they get injured when they have to do some rehab it's because they have to get back into the groove they have to get back to swinging the bat playing in the field and all that stuff whereas in the nba it's not you know we me and you could go out and play basketball right now and it's fine like we're not playing yeah. at the high level right but you know guys coming back from an injury you just throw them back out there and they play basketball and you're not going to get superstars to agree to go to sioux falls or westchester or iowa to play for these g league affiliates so no. what you get in the g league is you get late first round guys who haven't quite who who still have like a few things to work on to make the NBA roster, or they go back and forth between the NBA roster and playing like one or two games, or just sitting on the bench to the G League roster, and then you get a whole bunch of second round guys who, again, you know the names, you know you know who they are. They played a pretty a, a decent role on their college team, or they played overseas, whatever, 
and like I said, you recognize them, you know who they are, but they're not they're not really the guys who you go out of your way to go see a game. So, like I said, the G League, a G League in Omaha or Lincoln would do well. I I know for a fact it would do well for a year. And then I don't know if the luster would wear off or if people would just kind of be like, ah, yeah, whatever. But every once in a while, you would get a you would get a player where you're like, ooh, I have to go see this guy. You know, because I know nobody can, nobody here cares about the Knicks except for me. But like yeah. the Knicks drafted Deuce McBride and uh, and um, oh my gosh, I can't remember Quentin Grimes, yeah. right? Quentin Grimes out of Houston, Deuce McBride out of West Virginia, and Deuce McBride is put was putting up, you know. 30, 40, 50 point games in the G League and dunking on people and hitting like seven threes in a game. Quentin Grimes was was hitting, you know, 35 foot three pointer. He was shooting from the logo. He was just just clowning people in the G League. And then they get called up and you don't see him again in the G League. But it's it's moments like that. It's just crazy, not superstar, but crazy basketball moments that you're going to see in the G League that where you're like, you know what? I might come back to another game. I might watch this. There's some people who love watching G League games. I can't say I'm one of them. I'll watch it every once in a while. But it, it's fun. And like I said, you have some G League lifers. Um, the One of the Lakers players a couple years ago, they brought him up to the roster, the, the Lakers roster, because they were short on players. He'd been in the G League for double-digit amount of years. He's like the all-time leading scorer in Jeez. G League history. He has the best three-point percentage in G League history. He went to the Lakers, played like one game, and he hit, he got like 16 points. Dang. Like it's 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 just something you get some cool stories like that, you get some cool guys who you might recognize and and then you know you can say you know a G League or they get called up to the NBA. You're like, "Yeah, I know an NBA player because look, the G League guys they know that it's hard to make the NBA yeah. roster. It's going to be damn near impossible to make the NBA roster. But they're going to be living in your city. They're going to be interacting with you. They're not going to think they're they're above. They're not going to think they're so much better than you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it's 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 another chance to to meet some professional athletes yeah what blanket adds this on the text line rico is 100 percent right about quality of play g league players are great basketball players much better than what you've even seen in the big 10 um nick nobody has ever bought a ticket to see delano banton or shabazz napier if they're not playing for your school and, and i guess i wasn't meaning i didn't put those two names out there because um it's just names you're buying that you a ticket it's it's does the g league team have names that somebody recognizes and, and maybe you don't if you don't pay attention to G League, number one, or number two, if there's just not a direct connection with a school that you follow or cheer for or you went to, um, things like that. But Delano and Shabazz, I, I know nobody's buying a specific ticket just to, oh, I'm going to go watch Shabazz Napier here, tear it up. I I, I'm not saying that. But um, just if you recognize names, whether it's because they're on a, from a school that you cheered for or, or you're an alum of, the, of that college – or you saw them go deep in the NCAA tournament, like a Carson Wet Edwards. Mm-hmm. Nobody's buying a ticket, but you might be more inclined to go if you actually know a little bit more of their history and, and where they've come from, and you were able to watch them on TV go decently far in the NCAA tournament. And then you get those guys that are the sons of NBA. Gary Payton II was yeah. in the G League for a while. I think Dwayne Wade's son is currently in the G League. Uh, Ron Artest III is in the G League right now. Like you get You get things like that where you get to see – you know, a former NBA star son, and who knows? They might show up to the game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Can you imagine getting Gary Payton, Dwayne Wade, and Ron Artest in, in Omaha or Lincoln? Meta World Peace. Is it still? Meta, is it's it Meta still, World. It's now Meta World. It's, it's still Meta World. Still okay. Still I didn't but, know if it was. But his, his, his son's name is Ron Artest the third. Yeah. So. Um, Unless he goes by Meta World Peace the third. <laughs> That'd be wild. Uh, before we get to break and, and kind of start diving into some Husker football stuff on this Friday, let's update you kind of on an NBA mock draft. So the Athletic 
uh, released one since we're on this topic of of the National Basketball Association. Uh, EJ Liddell, just to give you a couple names, EJ Liddell's uh, picked 23rd by the Mavericks. Um, Bryce McGowan's goes 20th overall to the Chicago Bulls. You are immediately buying a jersey. 100%. Immediately. 100%. I, I'd have to. <laughs> um, and it'd probably be my my favorite one. Here's the thing with, with Bryce. I feel like... And this reading articles on on Bryce and kind of what the the NBA draft experts and the guys that do this for a living are saying, it, they they all kind of have the same thought that he's going to draft extra, or, excuse me test extremely well pre draft, mm-hmm. which is going to help his stock more than anything. All he needs to do is show that he can hit a three pointer consistently, mm-hmm. and he rate and he rises to to not like somewhere between twenty and 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 thirty. This is what the Athletics says when they kind of break down briefly Bryce McGowan's. McGowan's closed the year extremely well. He averaged 19 points and shot 43% from the field over his last 13 games. Uh, he also just looked more comfortable doing it. The shot didn't fall at a high level from three, largely because he needs to strengthen his lower half and has a tendency to fall away on his jumper. He needs to prove that he can stay upright in terms of shot balance, but he's a fearless player who has excellent excellent scoring instincts and got better as the season went on. He's skinny but embraces contact. Teams are intrigued with McGowan's and his creation at six foot seven. They're just going to have to work through some of his maddening skill set worries and strength issues early in his career. So that's kind of the athletics breakdown on um, on Bryce McGowan's. And then the honestly, Bryce McGowan's playing. Learning from DeMar DeRozan might be the best thing for him. I didn't think about it that way. That would be... Because DeMar, solid three-point shooter, Mm mid-range sniper. If Bryce can get that mid-range down, it just opens up so much for him because he can get to the rim and just looks so fluid doing it. Like they said, he's skinny, but he embraces the contact. Embraces contact, exactly. Um, The Big Ten freshman of the year, Malachi Branham, goes 16th overall to the Houston Rockets, which, um, interesting there. Um... That's a weird pairing. I'm yeah, I, I would agree with you. Johnny Davis from Wisconsin goes tenth overall to the Pelicans. A um, couple of Big Ten names. Let's Just see another if one another more. scorer down there for him. Keegan Murray goes fifth overall to the Indiana Pacers. Jaden Ivey goes fourth overall to the Thunder. Um, Paolo Bancaro, Isn't who will Jayden see a point guard. Yeah, he's a six foot four guard. That's what so are they, they going to do? Shy. I was going to say they're shy. SGA, yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, maybe pair him in the backcourt. Interesting. Hey, don't because they're build, they're building around SGA. Are they? they if they're going to draft so. Jaden Ivey fourth overall, think, think about all the picks that the Thunder have now. I know. Like these are the these are the drafts where the Thunder start making their move towards becoming, start building towards being a playoff team. Or they trade that pick away for more picks or a solid yeah, player. That would be that. That'd be that'd be a. An interesting one. So, Jaden, or you Ivey trade Shea fourth. away for a higher pick, or a yeah, pick. I just, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the Thunder trading Shea, building around Jaden Ivy. Then, yeah, no, I feel like that's it almost too big seems of as risk. if they're not trying to build around anybody, and they're just trying to stockpile picks until they find somebody. Maybe uh, Paulo Bancaro, who we'll get to watch tomorrow, is going third overall to the Pistons. Chet Holmgren, second overall to the Magic, and then 
a uh, former opponent of Nebraska back when they played Auburn, Jabari Smith Jr. Ooh, they switched him. Number one overall to the Rockets. Ooh. That's the latest one. That's the latest NBA mock draft from The Athletic. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about the production levels for Nebraska. What do they have returning in both the running back and wide receiver rooms? How do we feel about it? Um, it's kind of a spoiler. They're going to need guys to step up. We'll kind of dive into that coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. 